there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Catch Big Red Wrap-Up, game highlights and analysis on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. Tuesday nights live at 7 on NET World and Facebook and at 10 on NET. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And I just want to say... We are recording this episode on election day. Yep. But by the time you are listening to this podcast, it will have all been behind us. Maybe. The election, that is. The election itself, (laughs) that is. But by the time you listen to this, we may have an answer. We may not. The, the, The beauty of where you're sitting right now is that you have hindsight. Yes. You have knowledge. You know something that we don't right now while we're recording this. So I envy you. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest. Yes. I envy all of us 24 hours from this moment into the future. Yeah. Maybe, I guess. All I will say is we are not going to spend any time on the 2020 presidential election, and I'm going mm. to tell you why. We have already dated enough of these podcasts and had to <laughs> re-record one. We're not going to do that simply because mm. I don't know what the next day, week will bring. Nope. So Neither. we're not going to necessarily focus on politics in that way. However, we are going to focus on politics in sports today. And mm-hmm. I am going to tell you why. When we named this podcast, we we went with the idea that we are never going to stick to sports. Yeah. And that's how the mind your own idea came to life. And so yes. today we are heavily leaning in on the name of this podcast and we are absolutely going to mind our own and we are not going to stick to sports, and we are going to talk about sports and politics in the intersection of the two. They're married. They are very much married. They're not, like, engaged. They're married. Yes, they have a couple of kids. Yeah. They've been in a long-term relationship. (laughs) And if you're somebody that's going, but I would rather have politics out of my sports. Politics have been in your sports forever. A really long time. From the moment that the fists went in the air in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, this, this is not something new. We have, we have athletes, we have coaches, we have people in this yes. world who have been talking about politics forever mm-hmm. because we're human. Right. And politics affects us. Yes. That and is. that is just how Nose it is. on the head. Let's just start here. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't even asked you how you are because I, we both uh, are very anxious. I really don't know. <laughs> I've been, I don't have an accurate description of how I am right now. Anxious. I will say anxious. Yep. And tired. I'm tired. I'm anxious. I'm with you. Super tired. I spent, I spent a lot of time Monday evening watching a show on Netflix I had heard other people talking about. Yeah. Not because I necessarily needed to watch this show. I think I watched like six hours of this show. Yeah. Oh. It's called Emily in Paris. Okay. It's, it's really just a 
cute, easy watching show. And that was what I did with my Monday evening because honestly, I couldn't watch football. I couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I need to just not think about Yep. I need to stop doom scrolling. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, wow. That's very different than what I watched. Yes. We were already watching it. Like we grilled some food and I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I want to do something so mind numbing yep. that I don't have to think about anything. I mean, that's all right now. I will say I appreciate everyone who has talked about self-care. Self-care is mm. so important. No matter where you are right now, as you're listening to this, you do need to care for yourself. You do need to take a moment, check in with yourself, check in with your friends. Uh, with that said, like self-care does also not make you exempt from caring about things. Right. Don't confuse those. Self-care is just so that you can continue caring. So you can continue fighting. Right. That you also are mindful of taking care of yourself. That is, that is really important. Yeah. To keep, to keep like some sense of self-preservation. Yeah. Like you need to, you, I'm not saying you should, I'm saying you need Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. You, you just have to. And that's, that's the thing is there are days where, and I, I talked about this in a previous podcast, where there are days I don't say something on social media or I, mm-hmm. I take a day off and I, I have this bit of regret or this bit of um, feeling guilty that I'm not saying something when I feel like I should be. So right. I, I think I brought it up where on International Day of the Girl, I didn't tweet that day. Mm-hmm. And I had this this moment of, did I fail in not saying something? Because mm-hmm. this is something, like women woman power is very important to me. Right. The thing is, is sometimes in order for me to keep that fight, I have to just take the time I need. And so that day just happened to fall on international day of the girl. And Mm -hmm. I just needed, I needed a moment for myself. Yeah. So, you know, we have to, we have to be mindful of ourselves. Also, we can't use that, like I said, as an excuse to never say anything or to, to always ignore, you can't use self-preservation and self-care as a way to be like, I don't have to talk about this. I don't have to do anything. It's called self-care. Yeah. No, self-care is so that way you can continue. Yep. So be open to having a conversation. Yes. About things that are important. Now, when it comes to this election and just the world that we live in today, and to be clear, this is, this is not new. Like I, like Mm-mm. we just said, politics in sports has been present forever. Yeah. I'm just going to start here. And I wasn't going to start here, but I'm just going to say it. The stick to sports mandate is not a call for someone to stick to sports. It's a call for somebody to stick to a topic because you don't agree with what they're talking about. Or it makes you uncomfortable. Or it makes you uncomfortable. Now, I understand wanting to be able, like we're talking about with self-care, I understand wanting to escape to a world where you can just watch a game and you don't have to think about Mm -hmm. everything. That is nice in theory. Right. That is very nice in theory to be able to just watch a a football game or a basketball game and go, I'm just going to zone out and I'm just going to watch this game and I'm not going to think about the world. Mm -hmm. The, the, the only issue that that has is that the people who are doing the thing that allows you to zone out are human beings who have feelings, who have faced challenges, who have their own thoughts, telling them not to care or not to speak up, or not to have an opinion on something so that you don't have to worry about it is really, really selfish. Yeah. Because they are doing this for our entertainment. So we're going to circle back on this really quick. 
something that has been really, really heavy on my heart in the last few days, and I sent this to you, yeah. is late late last week, I'm not even going to put dates on this because by the time you're listening to this, the dates don't matter. But recently, Brett Favre and Jay Cutler, both former, both former football players, came out in support of Donald Trump. Now, right. in Jay Cutler's case, he was resharing a golfer um, who had shared an opinion on um, Trump. But here's, here was my, my takeaway from this. It doesn't matter if I agree with Brett Favre or Jay Cutler. Right. I mean, you could just go to my Twitter account, my, my Instagram, and you're going to know really quickly that Jay Cutler and Brett Favre do not align with my thinking. Right. But what you will not find is you will not find a single example of me telling either of those individuals that they have to stick to sports. Right. Because if I, if I went and said that, even in private, if I was talking to you and I said, you know what, I wish Brett Favre would just shut up and stick to sports, you would have every right to call me a hypocrite. Yes. Because I am actively fighting for athletes, coaches, members of the media, anyone in this world to be able to, to talk about the things that matter to them that have nothing to do with sports. Yeah. And I have to, in order for that to be true on all ends, I can't suddenly say it's not okay. Just because it doesn't align with what you think right. or now, what you follow or as a, as an, as a person, I have every right to disagree with Brett exactly. Favre or Jay Cutler. I can say, I don't agree with where you're coming from. But telling someone to shut up because they have a differing opinion from yours is the stupidest f-ing thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't understand how we got here or why it is the way it is, but it pisses me off to no end. It's, like, because it's always hypocritical. It, it is, is always hypocritical. Well, so here's the thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is, I'm, I'm not holier than thou. Please do right. not, please do not. Tell, please do not assume that I am in any way saying that I have not messed up. I have messed up plenty of times in my life. I'm going to mess up as my, my job in this, in this lifetime is to learn and unlearn the things that I, I have to along the way, understanding mm-hmm. that biases have been built into me as a white woman. I have a very different understanding and experience, and I have a level of privilege that will never fully allow me to understand, but I can be an active participant participant in trying to learn and unlearn the things that I know. Yes. So I'm just going to say though, with that said, knowing that people can learn and grow. Some of you who are very proud of Brett Favre and Jay Cutler for speaking up were some of the most vocal against LeBron James for also doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. The same people who told him he needed to shut up and dribble were often the same people who were celebrating the the bravery of Brett Favre for speaking up. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. You can't have it both ways. You don't get to go and tell LeBron James, who, for the record, is an athlete who has put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. That is somebody who is not just saying it. He is actively participating in the very stuff that he is telling you that he cares about. Yes. He has opened that school in Akron. He has donated money. He cares immensely about what he believes in. If you don't agree with him, you can have that conversation. Right. But you know what I don't want to see? Telling him to shut up because yeah. you don't get to pick and choose. It's the same thing. It's the same thing across the board. I remember when Amir Abdullah started speaking up, people suddenly were like, I'm disowning you as a Husker. I saw Kenny Bell make a comment on Twitter the other day and somebody in the comments told him that they're going to tell their children he's no longer a role model. I'm sorry, 
that you don't agree with what he's saying, but you know what makes Kenny a role model? The fact that he's willing to speak up because you yes. know how hard that is. Do you yes. know how hard this is to have this conversation right now, knowing that you listening to this right now might get so angry that you tell me I can't follow you any longer. I can't support you. Yep. Like it's scary as shit to speak up. Yep. It's that's not just when you're, that's the thing when you're when you're complimenting the bravery of Brett Favre. It's not like Brett Favre having his opinion is suddenly more difficult than somebody like LeBron speaking up. Right, taking a stand is a challenge on anywhere you take a stand on. Now again, that doesn't mean people are going to agree with you. People can come forward and say, "I don't agree with you," and actually, here's what I think. You can yeah. be challenged. There's nothing wrong with that. Like some of you, some of you do challenge yeah. my thinking. And to be honest, some of it, I go, yeah, I, we're never going to see eye to eye. I'm not, I'm going to, I can't meet you there. But if you show me the respect and don't call me names, don't yeah. treat me like I'm stupid. I'm not going to do the same to you. Just because people have differing opinions doesn't mean it's not worth having a conversation. The point of people saying something and coming out about things that they're experiencing or sharing their experience or their opinion, mm -hmm. it's an opinion. Opinions typically, aside from like maybe the last, I don't it's been like eight years, honestly. <laughs> opinion used to mean that it opened up mm -hmm. a conversation. It didn't mean that, oh my God, you're over there. I have to disown you. It's never a conversation anymore. It's always a shouting match and one person's wrong or the other. Now, a belief system doesn't mean one person's right or the other. That means that you arrived at that belief because of a set of experiences that you have experienced. So why not talk about it? Yeah. And see, the, th the thing is, is when you, when you yell at somebody to like, here's the thing, when people yelled at me to stick to sports or told mm -hmm. me to stick to sports, I'm going to just be honest with you. They never tell me that when I tweet about my dog, they right. never tell me that when I'm talking about Chipotle. Food. I also want to be clear about something. There is a difference between having a difference of opinion and just flat out being wrong. So yeah. also like be mindful of that because those two things are, are, are different and mm. you can have a difference of opinion, but you don't get to like, I don't even have a really good example of this. Like if, if you said, I, I don't, I don't like summer because it's too hot. Yeah. And I said, well, that's crazy. I love summer because it's, because it is hot. That is a difference of opinion. Right. If you said summer is actually the coldest in the United States, Nebraska is historically the coldest in the middle of summer. Right. And I said, no, it's not. It's incredibly hot. And you said, that's your opinion. No, it's right. not. That is, that is just being it's, flat out wrong. Right. There's don't factual information. Yes. Don't confuse difference of opinion and and just flat out being wrong. Sometimes we're just wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the problem is I think when we try to do this thing where we're all right or wrong, sometimes it is a difference of opinion. Yes. Sometimes it is that you're wrong because you don't maybe have the information or the facts or everything presented to you. And when that information is provided to you, your job is simply to step back and go, let me, let me understand where maybe I, I went right. wrong here. Right. Like, the thing that always, uh, that I've that noticed. That is a total tangent. That, I could go on forever. That has gotten to me a lot lately is that sometimes when you present factual information, mm -hmm. people don't want to hear it anymore because they've already believed this other thing that is not correct. Mm -hmm. And then it just shuts it down. 
completely. There isn't a conversation. There isn't any willingness to learn maybe how and you're wrong I'm, or I'm, I'm wrong. Yep. And I'm guilty of this. I'll be honest with you. Um, conversation can be very uncomfortable. But um, be uncomfortable. But being uncomfortable is okay. And, and messing up is okay. Being yeah. wrong is okay. When it's not okay is when you're not willing to, like I said, either learn or unlearn based on the information that has been provided to you. So I think about what I've said earlier, and I know I've said this in previous podcasts, as a white woman, there are experiences that I will just never have. I I will never walk in the shoes. I I don't know how many times um, black men that I know have talked about how one of the most frightening situations for them is if they're ever walking somewhere, especially Mm -hmm. in the evening or at night, and it's them and a white woman. Because yeah. they know that that situation can escalate very quickly if that woman begins to feel uncomfortable for any reason. Mm-hmm. So I am constantly having to have this conversation with myself. If I'm uncomfortable, why? Now, sometimes yeah. that being uncomfortable is legitimate. Like maybe I'm in a situation that is making me uncomfortable, but you have to stop yourself and ask like, am I uncomfortable because the situation sincerely warrants it? Or am I being uncomfortable because of my own biases? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of times it's the latter. Yep. And so- I appreciate when people who have these experiences that I don't are willing to talk about that, help me learn, help me be better. But it's not my job. What I'm doing on this podcast with you is talking about it because it's not, it's not that person's job to always educate us. Some of us have to take this on ourselves. And so that's why when I look at someone like LeBron James for being as vocal as he is for stepping up and being willing we can't just hang him out to dry all the time to just take that burden on himself. At some point we have to be willing to say, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why is it okay for, you know, a Brett Favre to talk about his politics, but it's not okay for a, for someone like LeBron James. And that's, those are the inward conversations that we've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Like if it makes you uncomfortable because it's something that you lack understanding on and it's okay to lack understanding on things because like we've said a, a few times it's impossible for me or you like I don't know your personal life experiences or why you feel a certain way about certain things just mm-hmm. like there's certain things that make me uncomfortable or I feel a certain way about because of the things that have happened in my life I understand getting to those conclusions but you can't just shut down somebody's vocalness Mm -hmm. because it doesn't a hundred percent align with what you believe and because it's not something that you've experienced people don't have to shut up just because they they're not experiencing something the same way that you do Mm -hmm. like that's where the conversations have to start happening instead of telling people to shut up maybe if you're feeling that you need to tell someone to shut up for being vocal on something that they care about and are passionate about Why does it make you uncomfortable? So sit with that. When we look at the history of, and I, I pulled this up because I wanted to be sure that I, I had my information correct on this. Now, obviously in recent years, an example that people point to is Colin Kaepernick and his choice to kneel. Something that really, really drives me crazy within the Colin Kaepernick story is the failure to understand the why. Yep. So Colin Kaepernick did not take a knee because he's disrespecting the troops. In fact, he actually worked with a soldier who pointed out to him when he was originally sitting, hey, that's really disrespectful to the flag. So Colin worked with him and said, well, what would be a more appropriate 
form of protest then. And he said, kneeling, because for yeah. that, that, that individual shared with him, Hey, when you kneel, cause when we kneel, it's, it's a sign of respect for a fallen soldier. It's a sign of respect toward one another. So that is why he moved into kneeling and he, he moved into, he started doing this, which were like originally did start as sitting on the bench and then ultimately became kneeling was because he was protesting police brutality. Now, some people at the time and even to this day say he shouldn't be allowed to do that on his company's dollar. Well, you could argue he doesn't have a job now, so he took that risk. Yeah. And by that, I mean a job in the NFL. He has his his sponsorship deals with Nike mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, but I'd assume he'd like to play football. I don't think right. he necessarily needed to be out of football, but that was a risk he took. And... Um, so for people who are like, well, you shouldn't have done it on his company's dime. Well, I mean, we even know now that the NFL has basically said we should have, we should have probably been a bigger support to him right. two years ago. But aside from Colin Kaepernick, because I think we look at things so recently, and I always like to put this in context. The United States of America is a relatively young country. Yeah. History is new. So even when you think about this, it was Muhammad Ali who was banned from boxing temporarily and was ultimately sentenced to five years in prison for draft evasion because he was protesting the Vietnam War. Yeah. That may feel like forever ago, but it really wasn't. Wasn't that long ago and at all. And how many people look to Muhammad Ali now as a leader, as somebody that they look up to, that they admire, who a is a role model, a role model. So things are uncomfortable. Things put us in a situation that challenge our belief system and our thinking because it's being important. uncomfortable brings change. It does. Honestly, it does. There wouldn't be inner reflection without uncomfortableness. There wouldn't be bigger, broader conversations about things that are wrong if people weren't made to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one of those things where, and maybe I'll be completely wrong. <laughs> Save this and come talk to me in 30 years. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there will be a point in history. I think the history books will, so I'm going to do it again. I love <laughs> Hamilton. But there's a song in Hamilton that says, history has its eyes on you. And history does always have its eyes on you. I know it just like, I, I, I love the entire idea that like history is always watching. And I do believe in history, in the history books, time will be incredibly kind to Colin Kaepernick. Yep. I think 30, 40, 50 years from now, when people look at this time in history, he is going to be a significant piece of it. Mm-hmm. And now there are people who still don't like Muhammad Ali. And there are going to be people who don't like Colin Kaepernick, but knowing that he sparked something, a conversation, he sparked something and was willing to like give everything up for it. I think when you look back in your history books, it's going to tell a very different story. I would like to have a conversation with somebody who used to be against what he was doing, who's since changed their mind. Ooh, I think it'd be a really good conversation because if you really think about it, He started a conversation by doing something that he knew would make a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Granted, some people may never see it that way. No. And that's, I mean, okay. Like we can like move past that and maybe later have a conversation about that. But I don't think that a lot of the conversations towards actual change would have happened without that. So that is your spark right there. 
And he's somebody that I just want to point out because I think this is really important. When people say, you know, he all he all he's doing is kneeling and stuff. Colin Kaepernick has donated to countless organizations. He has he has pledged millions of dollars to different people. In fact, just this year alone, he he contributed over. This is from April, so it could have been more significant since. But he donated or contributed over a hundred thousand dollars to coronavirus relief funds, aiding black and brown communities affected by the virus. He's not somebody who's just telling you that you need to pay attention but right. how many how many people know that he's doing some of this stuff and I'm going to tell you why because he's not doing this so that you see it right he's not donating yes this this gets picked up by NBC News but it's not like that was ruling you know right network doing it because he actually cares and believes in it yeah he's he's putting his he's putting his money where his mouth is and i think that that is something that you don't have to have all the money in the world it's he has that ability action he has that thing it's the it's the putting the action in so like for myself when it came to these the 2020 election i did do some some well it wasn't phone banking because i'm not a big like phone person but i did some text banking Mm -hmm. um I, I will be honest, I was really terrified of doing that because I had seen some horror stories of the responses that people had gotten and kind of forgetting that that person on the other side is not a bot. It's actually yeah. like a human being. I didn't have any bad experiences. Um, I'm a big advo- I'm a big advocate of calling your elected representatives because that is what they are there for. They're elected so that you yes. can talk to them. They're elected to represent you. I am, I am the person that for a while, one of my representatives... Um, the person who answered the phone knew who I was, was like, great, it's Aaron again. But like, these are the things that I'm able to do. Like I'm able to spend a little bit of time calling, um, in the case of like that, texting, you know, undecided voters, hopefully making a difference because the person on the other end of the line may have gone like, yeah, I don't agree with you. I don't care about what you're saying. But this was the one thing that I could do where I felt like I'm actually putting all these things I'm telling you to use because yeah. how dare I tell you spend some time reflecting, spend some time doing this, right. and then I don't do it myself. Exactly. So, but here's the thing: do, do you see me like going and bragging about it on social media? No, because you don't need to know like, oh, I texted this many people today. Yeah. But I do use my social media. I, I try to balance it between what I know some people are there for, which is Nebraska athletics and sports and all of that stuff. Sometimes jokes, dogs, whatever. I try to balance that with telling, go out and vote, go yeah. out and do these things. Go, I, like I try to balance all of this knowing that like, I'm still a person at the end of the day, but I don't like it when people come at me and tell me. So if I do go tweet, Hey, today is the day go vote. Thankfully, no one responded negatively to that tweet. Yeah. Cause if they did, I would have been not very pleased. <sighs> but I, if you, if somebody had told me to shut up and stick to sports there, I would have been like, honestly, that would have probably sent me through the roof. Yeah. Because why, why is, why is voting political? It's your right to vote. Why is telling people, why is telling you, why does it matter that I have a different opinion than right. you do? What, and how, like, because I have seen some of those responses to people that are like, oh, go out, get out and vote. And they've had negative responses to that. And like, why? It's I just mean, being encouraging. It's not saying go vote for this person or the other. No, it's and simply saying, encouraging you to go vote. I sent this to you as well because I wanted to remember it. So, um, 
this this is an example. This has been happening everywhere. I've seen the Omaha Storm Chasers tweet about it today. The Huskers tweeted about it today. The Big Ten has tweeted about it. Your favorite sports team has tweeted about it today. Taking the day off from sports, go out, get out and vote. Just that's it. They're not yeah. telling you how to vote. They're not telling you any of that. By teams taking today to let them go vote is not doing a damn not, thing to you. Nothing. And I was really disappointed in the responses to Nebraska's tweet. So Nebraska, all it says is it's a photo of Herbie Husker pointing with an I voted sticker. It says taking off the day today from sports, get out and vote Huskers, hashtag GBR, hashtag big vote. Comment. Somebody's like, it only takes a half hour to vote. You don't need the whole day. Go and get back to sports. First and foremost, <laughs> have you seen some of the lines? I drove Those by of you mine. who stood in line, bless your hearts. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the like Southern bless your heart way. I mean that legitimately. <laughs> there were like five hour lines yesterday in Douglas County. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> maybe you do need the whole day off and it should be given to people. You can't tell people they can't go vote. No. So like by just by knowing that there are longer lines this year, maybe like, I, I just don't understand why that would be in your, or, or the second one that doesn't make sense. How does it not make sense? Encouraging people to vote is not it. Yes, it is political in the sense of it is a po politics thing, but it is not political in the way that I have not seen the big 10 tell you how to vote. No. I've not seen Nebraska tell you how to vote. I've not seen Nebraska tell any of its players how to vote. I, I don't really understand this. I, I think don't. this is something where like we can all find some middle ground on it. Like the, there are some topics where I'm like, yep, we're going to be as far from each other as possible. <laughs> right, this right. is one where I feel fairly safe that like we could probably stand next to the middle line, wave at each other and be like, we're, we're good here. Right. Right. Like we're not, we're, I'm not over there and you're not over there. We're right here together. Right. right. Like this is the simplest thing that we can all agree on is just doing your civic duty and right. voting. Why is this political? Why are, I'm sorry, if you are triggered by a call for people to vote, I need you to ask yourself why. That is a, that is one of those inner reflection moments. Like why is something as simple and that is your right as an American citizen to go do for free by the way, I'm sorry you don't. Why some are of you, you aren't pissed off about this that? Year, though, yeah, sorry. But about some the of stickers. you are getting to keep your big pens, so congratulations on that. <laughs> like, I just don't understand where where the anger or the sarcasm or the bitchy comments are warranted. I just doesn't make sense to me. If someone could enlighten me and try to have a conversation about it, I mean, sure. Not every like I'm gonna <laughs> say it again. Not everything is a conspiracy theory. No. Like there are people who think that because Nebraska posted this image and it's red that they're telling people to vote red. Nebraska's colors are literally scarlet. Like, what did you want them to do? Like, I can't get my head around this. So are you telling me because like a team, it, their base color is blue, that suddenly they're telling you to vote Democrat? Right. Like yeah. this is, okay. The fact that there are colors associated with parties is like the fact that there are colors yeah. associated with genders. Yeah. Pink does not make you a girl. Blue does not make you a boy. It's, the, it's right. not like liking the color red because you're a Husker fan doesn't suddenly mean you're a Republican, nor does it make you a Democrat if you like the color blue. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is something that just drives me nuts. I saw that and I was like, are you serious? I hadn't, I hadn't checked the comments because I rarely ever do. Don't anymore. check the comments. And um, if you're listening to this podcast and you are one of those people that left the comment, um, I'm I'm just I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not that deep. No. Sometimes it's, it's not. just not that deep. Um, it it just it isn't. 
So no. let's maybe just like we take. We don't need to pick apart every single detail of every single thing to try to find the conspiracy or the the reasoning behind something. Their oh. colors are literally scarlet and cream. Although like a quick, <laughs> complete divert from this for just like two seconds. This is your like, like news break. Wisconsin is not playing Purdue this weekend because they had to cancel due to COVID-19. So please please bring me your conspiracy theories mm-hmm. on how they're now afraid to play Purdue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the regularly scheduled, <laughs> regularly scheduled programming. I just, you know, this is just something for me where I, I think, and I hope that by the time you are listening to this podcast, knowing like, this is what's so weird about this. Like, I kind of feel like we're recording something where we have no idea what the world will look like 24 hours from now. I mean, I've heard everything from like civil unrest to, um, you know, (laughs) there's a trend going around on TikTok right now about like young people basically being like, let me know what time to show up for the civil war, civil war. I'll put it on my iPhone calendar. Um, I'm glad some of you are able to still have a sense of humor through everything, but not knowing what tomorrow or a week or a month looks like from now. I think one of the things that we actively have to do, and this is this is a reminder for me as much as it for, is for anyone else, is if you find yourself getting mad, if something makes you so mad, you need to you need to ask yourself why. Now there are things that legitimately have a reason to make you mad. Like if somebody was if somebody is making racial slurs, that is a hundred percent a reason to get mad, and that is a hundred percent reason to stay mad, and that is a hundred percent reason to call that person out. Now, if somebody is saying something that you just don't agree with and it's like making you angry, you know, we have lost the ability to have conversation like you were saying. And I'm going to actually say, I think part of this stems from the idea that like, you remember when like you grew up and people told you, you didn't talk about three things at the dinner table, politics, money, and religion. You know what that actually ended up doing? It harmed people more than anything else. Because, because now you don't know how to talk about it. No, because here's the thing. It's faux pas to ask people what they make. You know yeah. why women are making less than men? Because we're too, we don't have the conversation about what other people are making. Yeah. It is faux pas for me to walk up to one of my male colleagues and say, hey, how much are you getting paid? Because I'd like to understand if what I'm getting paid is fair. Right. All of this is hush hush and behind closed doors because yeah. we were taught we were, we grew up being taught that you don't have these conversations. So I will be really honest with you. I'm fairly open where I'll ask people, how much do you make? Yeah. I'll, I'll ask for more because I believe it's important, but you got to believe when you ask those questions, people get real uncomfortable. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. But like, you don't talk about politics at the dinner table because God forbid y'all don't agree. Right. And suddenly now you're, you're throwing mashed potatoes at each other right. at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You never, you never get to why. You never get to the why because we're not allowed, quote unquote, to talk about it. Because now, it makes people uncomfortable because you might have a disagreement. Like, I had, <laughs> I, I had a really good conversation with somebody the other day. And I'm not even going to say who she is because I, I, I don't need people to f- figure out like who this individual is. Mm. She and I do not agree politically. Yeah. I will say I know, I, know, I know who she voted for, but it doesn't matter. So we had a conversation and it was honestly one of the best conversations I've had in a long time around politics because mm-hmm. she knows having known me for a long time that like, I'm, I love politics. I get yeah. really into it. So she was asking me some questions and we were talking through and she was sharing with me some of her thoughts and I was telling her some of the things and I, and I, I ended that conversation and I like 
lighter. I just felt good. Yeah. Like it just was one of yeah. those things where it's like, we didn't leave the conversation with her thinking differently or mm-hmm. me thinking differently. But you knew why. But right? I walked away kind of just like, we. I felt like we ended in a really good place. Yeah. And I felt like I'd had a really enjoyable conversation with her. Right. And I was, I don't know. It was just like one of those moments in my life where I'm like, I understand it can't always be like that. Yeah. And I'm not in, I'm not in any way asking you to go have a civil conversation with a, like a white supremacist. Like, let's not like, let's mm-hmm. also not do that where we try to like jump to these massive, like I'm talking like your family member. Yeah. That you guys are just not seeing eye to eye on something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's. Yeah. I just don't. (laughs) Honestly. Like. I think you can have a conversation if both parties are willing. If it can be a civil conversation where you're not just anticipating giving your answer. You're actually actively listening. Mm -hmm. Actively listening is super important. Like I I bring up the husband because Brian and I are up. we, We do not see eye to eye. And for a really long time, we didn't talk about it ever mm-hmm. because we didn't know how to have a civil conversation about it. I really like what you said, though, like have a conversation without anticipating the answer. Yeah. Just listen. Or without anticipating your answer. I do think that we do that where we're yeah. just like, I'm just here to like tell you what I think. And I'm yeah. just I'm just waiting for like my chance to now chime in. And I'm super guilty of that. Like, I want to be clear through this. Anytime you listen to one of these podcasts and you think like, oh, Aaron, Sasha, you're being so like, you're telling me all of this stuff. Like you're, this is as much for me as, as it is, is as it is for you. Yeah. I am guilty of every single thing I have told you. I am guilty of jumping to conclusions. I am, I am guilty of assuming the worst in people. I am guilty of not being able to have a conversation. Yep. I, I know where I stand politically and I'm very, I'm very strong willed and I'm very like, I, I do not budge on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this about myself. Yeah. All I'm going to say is if you are, if you are looking at this podcast and going, well, why are you telling me all this stuff? It is as much for, it is, I, I speaking for myself, this yeah. is as much for me as it is, is it is to have this conversation. Full transparency. We typically talk the night before, we talk throughout the week, but mm-hmm. we usually kind of show plan the night before mm-hmm. and I look forward to this conversation every week because like, I mean, I hope that you guys get something out of it, mm-hmm. but like Aaron said, like I get, it's like it's therapy, like therapeutic, it's like therapy yes. for me every week because I, sometimes I'm guilty of holding stuff in. So sometimes I am incapable of having a conversation because I've held something in and I haven't yeah. <laughs> actually talked about it. You asked me how I was feeling and I like I was just like really anxious. Can't wait to have my favorite conversation of the week tomorrow because like I feel like these kinds of conversations are important regardless of if one of us is fired up or we're both fired up mm-hmm. or our opinion probably is differing from yours if you're listening to this, but that's okay because what we're trying to say is we should all be able to have a constructive conversation out of it. If no, if for nothing else for simple understanding of where that other person is coming from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be an argument. And if it has to be shut down because one person's uncomfortable and not ready to listen, then you wait a little bit longer. And I think that's actually a really good point. I think it's sometimes okay to say, I'm not in a place to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And I've had to do that before where it's like, I am just not able. I'm going to get too angry. I I can already feel my 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 blood pressure <laughs> rising. Uh-huh. 
I have to remove myself and walk away from this. And I think sometimes we look at that as failure. We look at it as like, well, I, I wasn't able, I, I, I messed up. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to have the conversation or you, how many of you done that thing where you have a conversation and then like three hours later, you're like, oh, I wish I would have said this. We have to stop beating ourselves up about not saying the right thing at the right time right. or not having all the answers at the right time. How many times do we feel like, you know, I, I'm like, we have all of the information in the world available to us, but we can't yeah. Google that fast where it's like, <laughs> right. I'm ready with everything. But you are able to leave a conversation and then go do that work. And doing the work is important because it is what ultimately the conversation and then the subsequent work that comes from it yeah. is ultimately what changes your perspective. It, it either, it'll either solidify your thinking or it will change your thinking or get you thinking more or it might change the entire conversation and push push you into different thoughts that you hadn't had previously and I mean I like I am not somebody that I'll just put it to you this way (laughs) I am not changing who I, I I'm not changing who I am when it comes to many of my belief systems. I feel, I feel pretty strong in my convictions. However, that never means I'm not willing to listen to you. Yeah. Again, if you come at me really aggressively, if you send, here's, here's the thing. This is actually something that if you're ever wondering what really sets me off, I don't like being spoken to like I'm stupid. And I would assume that you feel the same. Mm -hmm. I would assume that as an individual, you don't want somebody coming to you and speaking down to you. Mm -hmm. I, I am, I'm never here to do that, at least not intentionally. And if I ever do, I'm so sorry, because that is not my goal. My goal is sincerely to just, to just be able to have a civil conversation because there's a reason, there's a reason I was a political science minor in college Mm -hmm. because I actually legitimately like politics. It's confusing to people. I get it. But there was a time where politics didn't feel like it does right now. And I would sincerely like to get back to that. I would sincerely like to get back to not feeling like talking politics is going to completely dismantle dismantle relationships. Now, I think the last few years have been really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that when you're listening to this, whatever the outcome is, I hope that there, I, I'm, I'm sincere. Like I know what I want. I know what I think will make this, this country more peaceful, but I'm also not going to tell you that like, if we, if we wake up tomorrow and nothing has changed, the fight doesn't stop. The conversation doesn't stop. And what I mean by the fight, I mean the fight for our beliefs, the fight for things that matter to us. I think words matter, but like, so I don't want you to take fight meaning like physical violence. Mm-hmm. And but the the I will never stop fighting for what I believe in. I will never stop fighting for the things that I think are important for our future, yeah. for our kids, for our young women, our young men, our daughters, our sons. I, I will just never, that is not something that's going to stop. Yeah. I hope that like through, I hope by the time, and I'm just speaking for myself right now, but people ask me like, where do I see myself in five to 10 years? I'm going to do you one better. And when I say people, I don't have like random people just ask me. <laughs> I get, I, I work with journalism students and that's often a question I get asked. Yeah. This isn't like just random people on the street <laughs> or like, Hey, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? 
I always am going to do them one better. This is where I hope to see myself at my, the end of my life. I hope be, I'm really proud of what I was willing to fight for. I hope I'm really proud of the way I spent my time. I hope sports media looks friendlier for women mm-hmm. by the time I'm, by the time I'm gone. I hope that the world is friendlier to everyone yeah. because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all for the most part, I shouldn't say everyone, but for the most part, we're all working toward the same goals. We just have different viewpoints on how to get there. But when we think about the fact that we're all trying to do the same thing, which is make the world better for each other and to respect one another and to just love each other a little bit more, like just remember that (laughs) it doesn't have to be like this. And so I'm, I'm super to go back all the way to the beginning. I'm super envious of you tomorrow, maybe not knowing, but like whenever you're listening to this, I assume you'll have a better understanding of what the world looks like. I hope that I'm hopeful for a, I'm hopeful for a peace, a more peaceful world, but I'm also hoping for a world that stops telling athletes to stick to sports or members of the media or coaches, because at the end of the day, sports are political politics are sports mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. I mean it is like sport um and it is not a bad thing if you're if your favorite athlete has an opinion no it's not it's like, really not a big one, deal all I hope for like honestly is a little bit more civility not even a little bit I would really love a lot more of it but like I'm going to circle back to the comment I made about my husband for a second because when you said it's okay to not be ready to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. We'd put it off and put it off and put it off. We just never brought it up. But when we finally sat down and had a civil conversation about why I felt the way I did and why he feels the way he feels, I understood him better as a person. I've been with the man for 10 years Mm -hmm. and we just never talked about it. But coming to that, being able to have a civil conversation, like I've I've repeated myself like five times, I feel like, but just even for some more understanding, Mm -hmm. it's almost peaceful to understand why somebody else feels the way that they do and how they came to the conclusion that they do on why they believe that certain thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk. And if you're not ready to talk, that's totally fine too. But can we just be nicer to each other about it? Mm-hmm. Just say that. You don't have to get mad and fired up because you're not ready to have a conversation and put it out that way. You could simply just say, you know what? I'm honestly just not ready to have that conversation. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it I doesn't think, have to be a fight. I think the... Th- I, and this is coming from somebody, I love social media. I'm a social media fanatic. This is obviously (laughs) half my job is, um, dedicating myself to, to social media. Um, I do think social media has changed how we communicate with one another. I think when we're able to hide behind something, it's easier to attack someone. It's easier to go after someone. Um, I, I often say that I don't think, I don't think if some of the same people who throw criticism in my mentions, if they saw me on the street, I don't think they'd say the same thing to my face. Now, there are probably some who would, Mm -hmm. but I would say for the most part, some of the same people who are the most hateful for me on Twitter, to me on Twitter, are some of the most loving to me in person. Yeah. And I know that when I see some hate messages where I'm like, this person probably has talked to me in real life, or Mm -hmm. maybe like if they did, would never say this. And you know, 
social media is great, but it is also not representative of the real world. And that is like, I hate when I do this where I'm like, get away from your, get away from your Twitter account, get away from your Instagram account, step away for a second and like, just see the bigger picture, see the world, open the window and just like look outside for a second. If you need a moment and this might be how you're all feeling where I'll step outside and just take a deep breath because I, I have resolved myself in my life that I said this before. Not everyone is going to like me, but it's okay because I don't like everyone. Right. It's just how it is. We aren't always going to be liked by everyone and we're not going to like everyone. But all I ask for is respect. And so like if yes. you're somebody who's listening to this and you get to the end and you're like, I want to email them, which please do. We yeah. are at um, mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com, which by the way, if you have sent us an email, which, um, we have a couple of new emails. I just want to point out, you are also amazing with the emails that you send us that they require a little extra time to respond to. So if you wonder why it takes sometimes an, a, a few days to respond, it's because usually I have to read them a few times before I'm able to like, so I have a couple I need to send okay. to you, Sasha. Um, so never think that you're being ignored. Oftentimes, it's being read like multiple times before the response comes to you. Um, but if you want to send an email and say, I don't agree with you, that's fine. All I'm asking for is to come from a place of respect. Please, Mm -hmm. please do not be hateful and just understand that like, I, I have a belief system for a reason and I'm happy to talk through why I got to where I'm at. Um, and I'm happy to hear where you're at, but like, I'm not going to do it. If you're going to come from a place of hate, if you're going to call me a bitch, if you're going to call me, I've had way worse things called yep. to me than yeah. that. Um, but if you're going to go down that path, like that is just an instant, like we're just never going to, I'm never going to be able to get there with you. I'm not going to engage in that conversation. No, because if it's disrespectful. Then you're wasting my time. Yeah. And you know what? I can <laughs> be a bitch. You're right. But that doesn't define who I am. Right. So, uh, you don't Same. like, that's great. Throw your, throw your names. But like, I, I am always open to like really great conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I'm actually great to really, I'm open to really not great conversation as long as it's civil. Right. Yes. But take that forward everywhere. So like when you are listening to this and you're thinking, what is something that I can do in my life to make the world a little bit better? The next time you see an athlete speak up on a topic that means something to them, you may not agree, but resist the urge to tell them to shut up because they're humans just like you and me. And the days of not talking about politics, money, and religion at the dinner table are over. Yep. That ship has sailed. We are talking about it, and we have to talk about it. Because you know what? The only way we are going to ultimately fix this, no matter what happens, is by actually talking to each other and by not doing that any longer. Talk about how much money you're making. Talk about your questions with religion. Talk about your feelings on politics. You know what? We shouldn't have ever gone down that path. Those things, those, avoiding those topics don't make us better to each other. They just make us hide yeah. from having to have it, the it's tough more conversations. Divisive. It really is. And I is. think by having those conversations, you'll be really pleasantly surprised. You might not always be pleasantly surprised, but I think you'll be surprised at, at what you hear from people. Yeah. And, and you what know, you learn about yourself, perhaps. And honestly, I think that's the biggest thing is what we can do for ourselves. That's very selfish sounding, but I think when you put the work in on yourself, it actually ends up going back out into the world. So knowing, like I said, I've, speaking for myself, I've messed up. I've made mistakes. I've said things I shouldn't have. I've acted ways I shouldn't have. I've hurt people. None of these things 
are untrue. And you could tell me all of them and I'd say, you're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that doesn't mean I can't be better tomorrow. And the work that we do on ourselves, the work we do to be better for ourselves, the hope is in that that goes back out into the world. What we put out, what we do, what we bring in is what we put out. What we put out is what we bring in. Just do the work on yourself and be willing to show that grace to other people. I feel better. Me too. I really do. I, I, you know, I'll leave you all with this really quick. And I I say this because to the individual who sent this email, which I I haven't been able to respond to because I want to say everything and anything to you. And it's one one of the ones I need to send to you. Um, When we record, when we started this podcast and we record these episodes, we, we wanted it to center around the idea of sports, but knowing that there are things that matter to us beyond it. We've heard from many of you, including a recent email that basically said, thank you for that. No, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing this to exist in this space. Thank you for allowing two women to talk adjacently about sports in a fairly male-dominated industry. Thank you for sharing our podcast, for giving us ratings. Thank you for emailing us. All of that means a great deal, knowing that, you know, not everyone is going to agree with us forever, but I feel really good about this community, and it wouldn't be possible without every single one of you. So, again... Thank you for allowing this to exist. Seriously. Like from the the amount of gratitude I have to the listeners of this podcast, like I, I fail at putting it into words, but know that it's there because I am. I never, I didn't picture or imagine my ability to be a part of something like this, but I'm so grateful for it every single week. I'm too, because it also just... Brings me to hang out with you yeah. all the time. So <laughs> yeah, I I am always so shocked when people email us and message us and are like, I just listened to the podcast because I'm like, wow, people are listening <laughs> really? to this. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it though, because not only are you giving us something to feel really good about, but it also gives me an opportunity to see Sasha in a world where, to be honest with you, just seeing you is the nicest thing in a week. So seriously, it's a highlight of my week every week. <sighs> Thank you to everyone. Here's, here's to whatever the world looks like on the other side. May, may, we be, may we be kinder and more open to one another, whatever, whatever it looks like. You love Husker sports. We love Husker sports. So that means you need to catch Big Red Wrap-Up. Game highlights, analysis, all of it on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. It's every Tuesday night live at 7 on NET World and Facebook, and then again at 10 on NET. That's Central Standard Time, though, for those of you who do not live in Nebraska. Again, you love the Huskers. We love the Huskers. Don't miss Big Red Wrap-Up.